Republicans' grip on the House just got even weaker. Democrats scoring a huge victory and flipping the seat once held by George Santos. The GOP's already razor-thin majority is now getting slimmer and dimming their chances of passing anything without some support from Democrats. Tom Suozzi says his win is a clear message that Americans are fed up with Republicans following Donald Trump's orders and refusing to work with Democrats on border security and other pressing issues. It's time to move beyond the petty partisan bickering and the finger pointing. It's time to focus on how to solve the problems. Yes. It's time to get to work on immigration, yes. on Israel, yes. on con combating Putin, yes. on helping the middle class. Arianton joins us now to break down his takeaways from last night's special election. Look, there's only one takeaway. This means everything. This tells you exactly what's going to happen in November, right? That's exactly right. It tells you everything. No, it's just one special election. But I want to put it in sort of some context of what has happened uh, in the, over the last year, which is it's just the latest big win for Democrats or liberal candidates, right? They flipped the Wisconsin Supreme Court last year. They took control of the Virginia General, General Assembly. They had already held the Senate. They held on to it. They won the lower house there. Bashir, Andy Bashir, the Kentucky governor. And now we have this big win in New York 3 switching this district. So this sort of falls in line with this argument that Democrats have been having is, yeah, those national polls may be saying one thing, but when voters vote, Democrats win. And I want to also just sort of put this in a context of why this Swazi win was far from guaranteed. Yes, a lot of people pointed out that Joe Biden won this district by eight points back in 2020. But Republicans swept it in the 2022 midterms. They won the gubernatorial race. They won the House race, obviously, with George Santos. And Joe Pinion, who lost by double digits statewide, actually won in this district by about four points over Chuck Schumer. And so this win looks a lot more like 2020 than 2022. And how, of course, did Swazi do it? You know, I watched these ads. There were a ton of these ads. You didn't have a choice if you lived here. That's exactly right. I mean, I was just trying to watch football, and these ads were just coming on and on and on. And he was able to do it actually by leaning into the immigration message, the idea on border security that Republicans didn't want to do anything, and he would actually go in and try and tighten the border. And folks have been listening to Trump too much and perhaps trying to vote against things that a lot of folks actually wanted. So, and that's such a, it's such a good point, because remember, he told Manu Raju last week, he said something, when Republicans blocked this, it made this a lot easier for me. And I thought, eh, we'll see if that plays out in the numbers. Seems like it has. To your broader point, though, if you're Joe Biden and you're looking at this, you're saying win after win after win in special and ballot initiatives, governor's races, Virginia, uh, statehouse races, what's happening with my numbers? What do you, what's the answer there? Yeah, you know, essentially... If, 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 if we were essentially to look right now, you know, you hit at this in the intro. Yeah. Number of Johns, a number of votes that uh, Mike Johnson can lose, shrinking and still have a majority. It was three. Now it's down to two. That was part of the reason, I think, why that Mayorkas impeachment yesterday was rushed through, because they had already lost three votes. They could afford to lose the three. Now Republicans can only lose two votes. And here's the real thing. This may make the House and the Congress, et, et cetera, it's not working, and it may continue not to work to an even greater degree, because look at the bills and resolutions that have become law. It was 39. That was already the lowest compared to 81, which was the prior low in the last 50 years. This 39, this year, we may even see fewer pieces of legislation passed. So Congress isn't working, and it may continue not to work. You know, I've heard that there's a bill that was just sent by the Senate that probably has about 300 votes, which would be enough in the House. They just have to put it on the House floor. Yeah, that, that, apparently that's a tough thing. You're the math guy. I leave that, I leave that yeah. to you. Harriet, we appreciate you, my Thanks, friend. Thanks, buddy.
All right, with us now, CNN political commentator, former special advisor to President Obama, Van Jones, and Scott Jennings, our senior political commentator and former special assistant to President George W. Bush. They're both here. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Van, is, is the Swazi win the roadmap for Biden and Democrats to win in nine months? It, you know, it, it is, just because, you know, the Republicans have managed to shoot themselves in the foot by taking this issue of immigration, uh, weaponizing it, they're putting migrants on buses, driving them up to blue states, sticking them in blue cities, saying the sky's falling, terrorists are coming here, we got to do something. And then when Democrats say, you know what, you're right, say, never mind, we don't care. So now it's the Republicans' open border, and Democrats can run against the Republicans' open border, and also still maintain our commitment to being humane, not treating people like, like footballs and, and, and circus animals and all the horrific stuff that Republicans have been doing, but also be tough on the border. So the Republicans have literally turned what was their uh, super issue into an issue that we can win on, and we just showed that last night. It's not exactly Biden's roadmap, because Swazi did everything he could to stay away from Joe Biden and ran away, didn't want Biden to come here, ran ads of him on Fox News being an immigration hawk. So... Uh, it, it can't be a it cannot be a roadmap for but, Biden but when, when congressional candidates in swing districts are doing everything they could do to stay away from the man. But, but what's interesting is you don't see Biden jump on social media and then start beating the crap out of anybody. In our party, you can have some flexibility. If you want to be close to the president, that's fine. You want to run it, move away in your district, that's fine. We don't march everybody off the same cliff. With Trump, you got to march off the same cliff. Even if you've been screaming for months about the border, suddenly Trump goes, we don't care about the border until after I'm president. And you have to throw your own issue in the garbage can. So our party can be more flexible. And Biden has his own problems. But there's a roadmap uh, on this issue of immigration. Democrats can win on immigration. To that point, Biden will be running against Trump. Yeah. And clearly Trump motivates and activates a different set of voters than come out in special elections in the Republican Party. But he also activates the hell out of Democrats. And that's consistent over specials as well. And I thought this is why Nikki Haley, who's obviously still running against Donald Trump for the Republican nomination, had a statement last night that made the point. They lost at 18. They lost the House. In 20, they lost the presidency and the Senate. In 22, they underperformed the red wave and continued to not have, have the Senate anymore. There's a statement. Um, they lose with Donald Trump. Republicans lose with Donald Trump. Uh, yeah, except for one time in yeah. 2016, and he still didn't get more votes than Hillary Clinton in that election, but he did manage to back into the presidency. Something else about the coalition that has formed for both parties here, and I think you saw this last night, a lot of the former high-propensity college-educated voters we used to rely on in districts like this have gravitated towards the Democrats. They show up for elections. Trump, it is true, has actually brought a lot of new people in the Republican Party but a lot of them are lower propensity voters. They may show up for Donald Trump. They may come out, and I suspect he's going to do better in this district uh, than the, what happened in the special last night in November. But when you're talking about special elections, you got to get your people out. You want people who have a proven track record of voting. And the Democrats right now, these college-educated suburban voters, that's where they're going. And you saw it last night. And, and, and Scott's right on that. That's where uh, Democrats can't get too comfortable. Because these are weird elections. Yeah. Uh, you had a weird dude, uh, Santos, who you know, made this thing strange. It was a weird, you were voting in February. The weather's weird. It's like a blizzard in the mid early in the springtime at night. So it was a weird election. And uh, a lot of wealthy, college-educated people came out. That may not be uh, the same in November. Mm -hmm. In November, everybody's coming out. So Democrats can't get too comfortable because we keep winning these special elections. Once you get to the normal, every day, here it is, it's November, it's a presidential, it will be a different electorate. It just shows there is a pathway. If we were losing all these specials, we'd be even more concerned. There is a pathway, uh, but it will be different in November.
we look at this video because uh, in his remarks last night, Tom Swasey was, once again, as Biden has been many times, um, disrupted by pro-Palestinian protesters. I think we have, can we play the sound, guys? Yep. All right, listen to this. Okay. He also then made a remark about sort of everyone working together. But, the, the, Van, I ask you this, not particularly about what happened to him, but what is going to keep happening to Democrats and keep happening to Biden. Yes. Unless yes. there's a call for a ceasefire from the White House. Uh, the, unless there's, I think, a change in what the IDF is doing. Uh, listen, you've seen this uh, movie before. Uh, 1968, you had an unpopular war. Vietnam, you had an unpopular Democratic president, Johnson. You had a new technology showing a young generation shocking images, color television, mm -hmm. and, our, and the convention was a disaster in Chicago. Uh, guys, you in got Chicago. It. Guys, we've got an unpopular war, an unpopular Democratic president, at least right, right now, and a new technology, TikTok, Instagram, is showing a generation shocking images, and they're reacting. And so you can't pretend that this isn't a dynamic here. Uh, and I think uh, if, if we are still uh, in the summer, uh, seeing the same type of images, young people are going to continue to be upset. And it's going to be difficult for Biden to give his convention speech mm. uh, if you have this level of energy from the young part of our party. Can I just ask you, I was really struck this week seeing, first of all, the significance of King Abdullah going to the White House at this moment, saying publicly in those remarks, it has to be a ceasefire. Biden doesn't say ceasefire, but a couple days prior, he says what Israel's doing is over the top. But, but ceasefire... Is something but changing? But listen, that, that, that ceasefire language, unless, unless you're going to say a bilateral ceasefire, uh, that Hamas needs to yeah. stop firing rockets. It's, it, it, don't, totally. don't, don't forget, we don't always show it, but Hamas is firing rockets today uh, at Israeli civilians. That's why there's something called the Iron Dome. So I think the problem is when you just say ceasefire, it sounds like you're saying one side, yeah. uh, the, the, the uh, Israelis need to stop doing what they're doing, and it's, 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 it seems unfair. So I think that, that's why there's tension inside of our party. How do you describe the need to deal with that humanitarian crisis differently, uh, I, I, I agree. I think Israel has, has gone too far. But, you, but the real focus needs to stay on Hamas mm -hmm. and, and, and that movement, and that's why we have this, this rug burn. I suspect the person who rushed the stage last night, when they hear ceasefire, they think, oh, Israel should exactly. engage that's in a ceasefire, and we should be able to continue to, or Hamas should be able to continue to do whatever they want to do. And that, to me, is the push and pull. This district, by the way, one of the biggest Jewish populations in the country. Swazi was, you know, he wasn't conflicted about this. Mm -hmm. Uh, and uh, and but but Biden's got you know he's got other jurisdictions to deal with internal torque on that issue. I, I would also note I, I like to think Mayor Johnson will have a different approach than Mayor Daley, sure. uh, depending on what happens. <laughs> Hopefully, 